you survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is episode number 298, Guarding Your Mind. This week, Nova Armament is going to talk about 22s, traveling with guns, Frank and Barbara have editorials, news, and maybe just get you in the Christmas mood. All coming up next on your favorite righteous podcast, The Urban Shooter. Merry Christmas, baby. You sure did treat me nice. Christmas, baby, you sure did treat Big Daddy nice. You gave me an AR-15 for Christmas, now I'm in three-gun paradise. Well, I'm shooting mighty fine. Got good music on my player now. Well, I'm shooting mighty fine. Got good music on my player now. Well, I wanna kiss you, baby, while you're standing beneath. Mistletoe. Come here, woman. Let me lay one on you. Crossbreed Holsters Backup presents the Urban Shooter Podcast, the weekly pro gun variety show featuring the internationally known black man with a gun, your friend and brother from a different mother, Ken Blanchard. This is Ken Blanchard, host of the Urban Shooter Podcast, the show that celebrates America, freedom, and tries to encourage, inspire, and introduce you to some new ways of thinking. Yep, that's me, Ken Blanchard. How you doing this week? What's happening in your part of the globe? Been down? Yeah, I know. A lot of negative stuff. We're going to talk about that in a little while. It's just me under the washer and the dryer. The wife is uh, out doing her aerobics, so... I'm going to hurry up and get this thing done. Me and the dog are right here. 
life is good. It is. The alternative is not so hot. Think I want to get you in the mood for Christmas? That was one of my one of my stepfather's favorites. That's one of the five records he had. It was James Brown and Charles Brown. And Charles Brown had a version that was so slow, it made it funnier when you started drinking. But that didn't happen to me for a long time. If you want to reach me for comment, for critique, for shout out, or to do like Frank did and give a commentary, my number is 888-675-0202. It's toll free to you, but I'm paying for it and I'm doing it gladly because that way I can get the audio to throw it right in the mix. I got a feedback page on blackmanwithagun.com where you'll find the show notes and links to everything I say today. My email address, if you want to holler at your boy, is blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. And you can visit me and a whole bunch of other cool people on Freedoms Network. It's a little mini social media site. It's like a forums. It's like like Facebook without the ads, without the hype. Nice quiet thing. We we created this our own little thing. Freedomsnetwork.org. And all are welcome. Luckily, Barbara started it off last week talking about uh, Christmas. She sang that song. So every once in a while, we're going to do a little Christmas jingle here and there. Shout out to uh, YouTuber extraordinaire, Colin Noir. Shout out to the Gunfighter cast crew, Daniel and John. To my man, Rob Pincus. To Cam and company, thanks for having me on the show this week. To Frank Fimiago of uh, New Jersey Second Amendment Support, make sure you check them guys out if you're in the New Jersey area. To uh, the unnamed trucker, hey man, Road Gunners Podcast, check that out. He's also a part of the Freedoms Network. Shout out to my friends in Detroit, to everybody in California, to the big crew of Urban Shooter listeners that love me in Texas. How do? Now, one of my big goals, I had a, um, there's another site. It's brand new. It's so new, I haven't even touched it. But Bobby Ross out of California put up a really nice uh, post, the first post for it. I started a new site called Gun Rights Magazine. And I must have bumped my head because it's not like I'm short for anything else to do. So that one's a little sleepy at the moment. But when I get around to it, it's going to catch fire. Gun Rights Magazine. I'm looking for authors, looking for editors, looking for people who want to write on the regular from all the ugly spots where we fight the hardest. New Jersey, New York, D.C., California. Put in your state. Want to be a contributor? Think about it. And then get back to me. Did a little traveling this week. Had to visit uh, the Jedi Council. And uh, all's well with the Force. I want to thank all our new listeners, everybody who discovered me in the last couple of days and sent me emails. That's really cool. Uh, Lewis and Steve and Chad, welcome to the party. We're going to get John Wayne in here to start us off on 298 like we're supposed to with our Pledge of Allegiance. And then... uh, We'll roll from that. How about that? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, 
indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Hey, locally in uh, Waldorf, Maryland, there's a new range about to open, or it has opened, at Fred's Sports. Yeah, right down there on Crane Highway, 301. Fred Sports has like a big moose or something outside and a whole bunch of, it's like taxidermy and a whole bunch of other stuff. Well, they got rid of all their Western stuff and put it in a range in their warehouse. So I hope to escape and uh, blast some on Saturday. Hello, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Season greetings and best wishes for a joyous holiday. Thank you, Governor. All right, if you've been listening to the news, there's a lot of negativity out there, and a lot of people who have no business talking about gun rights have been. And I didn't want to even bring it up. I know, I didn't want to. We, the law-abiding gun owners, are the people that care about lives, our freedom, our families, our country. And if you look about what we were talking about before all this crap started, you'll know that we've been coping with a lot. You see the casualties everywhere. People are on the edge. There's an ongoing battle for our minds. Each day, our minds are being bombarded with a constant stream of nagging thoughts, suspicions, doubts, and fears. It's mixed in with those supposed deals and bargains you can get to buy something to take your mind of all that's bad. The economy is bad. Jobs are scarce. Lots of talk about the end of the world, a zombie apocalypse. There's wars everywhere. Corrupt politicians seem to never stop. There's crime, terrorism, the financial cliff they keep talking about. I'll sit on the cliff this morning, just looking over, swinging my legs off the edge. The high cost of living, retirement. Hey, what's that? Computer viruses and attacks, hacks. I was talking about hacks and viruses like, I don't know, about three episodes ago. And darn if I didn't fall for one. I forgot what it was. It was like, be my friend or friend something on Facebook. Best oh, best friends. Yeah, best friends, 25336 or something crazy like that. And the next thing I know, it was all over my Twitter account, all over my Facebook account. I wish somebody would walk up to me and say, <laughs> I'm a hacker. Know what would happen? You'd see me on the news. I loathe these people who just take it upon themselves to mess up your computers. It's not funny. Well, aside from all of that, right when you're trying to relax, watch a football game, the sports announcer goes all anti-rights on you, and then is followed by a whole bunch of other losers. Brothers and sisters, guard your mind. I got called instantly by all my friends on what was my response to the whole Costa Whitlaw uh, commentary. And my first response was, no response. I'm one of those rare people that does not watch a bar fight. I will get the heck out of Dodge as soon as physically possible. I don't watch when cars wreck. I don't look around anywhere I'm not supposed to. And if I'm not going to help you, I'm gone. But I know we are fighters. And because of it, it's easy to lure us into a fight. That's why I wasn't going to fight. Bruce Lee says, if you make an ass out of yourself, there will always be somebody to ride you. I choose not to get into some situations because the dark side wins when you lose control. When you get into the fight, that's all it's for, for you to get involved in it. 
Winning has nothing to do with it. It's just a, a time waster, a mind waster. If you give attention to negative thoughts, they get stronger and stronger. What seems like a small matter in the beginning always becomes some monstrous thing at the end. What you have to do, though, to break that cycle is to shift your focus on something positive. Now, I can tell when you've been bitten by the zombies of negativity because it spreads just like a zombie bite goes right to your head. I'm not going to fool you. Everything ain't happy. No, but you ain't dead. So you don't have to get stuck either. You can always make it better. I've heard a lot lately, actually, about people contemplating checking out. Because of the cars they've been dealt. One brother said he was thinking about walking off the edge of the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Yeah. Another day, another dude told me he was going to suck on the end of his barrel of his gun if it didn't get any better. Oh, don't go out like that. And nobody even talked about the athlete. That was the real deal. The domestic violence that was happening there. I'm going to bring that up again later. But you know why somebody would even contemplate killing themselves? No hope. Hope is important, y'all. It's as important as the water we drink. You can live 40 days without food. Four days without water. Four minutes without air. Not even a few seconds without hope. I know we're not finished talking about all the negatives, the hopelophobes, the naysayers, and Barbara and my man Frank from Ohio are going to come in on our news segment and add to it. But remember the man who murdered the mother of his child and then committed suicide. That's the real story. There are losses of life. People that have lost touch lost faith, and lost hope. Help your neighbor find some harmony. If not do it for me, do it for our country. Hi there, this is B.B. King. Merry Christmas, baby. Merry Christmas, Mr. King. Hey, next up, Nova Armament is going to talk about 22 pistols, and hopefully... I got the audio right this time. All right, Malcolm, what we got, Don? Hey, Ken, what we, we've got here is three twenty-two caliber pistols. All right. Twenty-two is a great thing for people to get because so many are made the same size and the same function as full-size defensive caliber handguns, so it makes a great way to train to keep up your edge but not destroy the budget on ammunition. So, first thing I have here, this is Smith & Wesson M&P 22. It's the same size, same function as the full-size M&P pistols, which are a 9mm, 40, and 45, but it's a 22. The slide stop on both sides, same thing. It's got an optional thumb safety, which some of the M&Ps have, and it's got a 10-round magazine. It's also got the rail for the light, if you wanted to do that. And 
because it's the same size, same dimensions, you can put it in your holster so you can practice draw and fire, everything like that. So it's a really nice setup, but again, very economical. Whereas, you know, 22s will cost you between $5 and $10 for 100, as opposed to 18 to $20 for 50 rounds of 9mm. This is a Ruger Mark III. Now this 22 pistol has adjustable sights, it's got a bull barrel on it, and the interesting thing is the synthetic grip on it here is made with the same grip angle as a traditional 1911 pistol. And also, the controls are in the same place. You've got your magazine release, you've got your slide stop, and you've got your safety. Everything in about the same place as a 1911 and the same feel. So if you're a 1911 shooter, something like this, outstanding for practice and maintain that muscle memory and that familiarity with it. What we've got here is a Walther P22. Now this is a very scaled down version of the Walther PPQ. Um, also the older Smith & Wesson SW99, things like that. Um, Walther also makes a 380 caliber pistol in about the same size. Uh, it's polymer frame 22. It's got a 10 round magazine, but again, all the controls work the same way as the full size guns. You've got your European style magazine release there. You've got your slide stop. This one does have a safety on it, which when you activate it, it blocks the firing pin. So if you pull the trigger and drop the hammer, gun should not go off. Uh, these are also available with a longer barrel with a weight on it for more of a target style gun. You can also get threaded barrels for it if you're going to suppress it. And also has a removable back strap so you can change the feel of the gun for your hand depending on whether you've got a large hand, small hand. Yeah, they're all nice, they're all reasonably priced and are all outstanding training and practice tools. Plus, a lot of people when they hike or camp like to take a pistol with them and a 22. Uh, sometimes it's more useful than a larger caliber handgun. You know, if you needed to forage for, uh, for sustenance, you know, a squirrel or a rabbit, you're going to destroy a lot less meat with a 22 than you would a 9 or a 40. Plus, it's a lot lighter weight. When you're backpacking, every ounce does matter. All right, man, thank you so much. You're welcome. And Nova Armament can be found at 795 Center Street at Herndon, Virginia, and they sponsor this show. Go check out Malcolm for yourself. There'll be a YouTube video showing you what you missed in the audio on episode number 298. All right, next are two articles I pulled up from the many news articles around the world that pertain to firearms. Here's two of my favorites. There'll be links on the show notes. All right, this is from the Kansas City Star, kansascity.com. Commentary from Mary Sanchez says the gun debate misses the real issues in the Belcher case. She writes, at the risk of sounding like a Kool-Aid-fed daughter of Ted Nugent, it's not the gun that should be implicated. Thought-out commentary erupted immediately after yet another murder of a woman at the hands of a man who once professed to love her. Too much of the surmising after the deaths of Cassandra Perkins and Jovan Belcher cheats domestic violence of its power. 
Domestic violence isn't solely about one out-of-control argument taken to a deadly end because a gun was nearby. Domestic violence entails long-term manipulation by fear, by force, by limiting a woman's friends and connections. It's a push-pull of abuse, followed by apology. Over time, it can control even a woman's thoughts before they form. It's that powerful. To attach blame on the gun, or the knife, or whatever weapon helped cause an injury, unfairly obscures the hold that domestic violence has on America. And this is a death grip. By basic math and well-researched data, at least another dozen U.S. women have died by similar means since Belcher made his choice to become a double murderer on Saturday, of Perkins and then himself. Yet some can't resist using the story to punctuate the anti-gun stance. The deaths are usually only because they involved a professional athlete, a dramatic display of violence in the chief's organization that loved both of the deceased. The proliferation of guns in the U.S. is a real problem. Relatively easy access to weaponry, lax checks at gun shows, and bravado surrounding packing heat are real problems. But these things did not cause the deaths of two people who should still be parenting their beautiful three-month-old daughter. The linebacker did not need a gun to kill his girlfriend. On another day, his hands might have been sufficient. In the U.S., and in societies backwards enough to think that pouring acid on a woman's face is a proper solution to the fact that she might not love you, the basic formula for domestic violence is this. An emotionally immature man attempts to control another person. Are some women also immature and just as hateful when arguing? Absolutely. Many female victims wouldn't be with these men if they don't fit them emotionally, like a puzzle piece. But each day, men murder their former and current wives, girlfriends, and mothers of their children. It occurs far more or less often than the other way around. These are facts, and they have continued worldwide for centuries. Pecking at the basic facts of this case to make a pitch for gun control threatens to distort our understanding of domestic violence by pinning blame on one moment, one weapon, and not the nature of the relationship. These are times for conversations about gun control. There are times for conversations about gun control. This isn't one of them. Well, tell you what. Okay, when I read this for the first time, which was just right now, I didn't think she was going to go there with the anti-gun piece, but I think we can talk to her. I think it's just a matter of her not knowing about background checks, about the whole process of firearms ownership, about not knowing responsible gun owners do what they do to own a firearm. I think she just doesn't know. So before I could ding her, I'd like to talk to her. But I think she's talkable. I think she's, you think you can actually get a word in. She seems rational, reasonable. So before you put on the hate and turn off a prospective ally, you might want to talk to Ms. Sanchez. She makes some sense here. Even though she differs in opinion with us just a little, she's right on about the domestic violence piece. Folks just missed it. Totally. Costa, Whitlock, and the rest of you, Yoke. Just saying. All right, this next piece is from the Washington Times from our friend, Emily Miller. Emily writes, 
President Obama hasn't had his second inaugural, and his allies already are pushing him to expand his second-term capital, enacting another so-called assault weapons ban. This reinvigorated attack on the Second Amendment is shooting firearm sales through the roof. NBC Sports' Bob Costas couldn't wait 24 hours after a tragedy before launching into a sermon on gun control during halftime on Sunday night football. His homily was triggered by Kansas City Chiefs linebacker Jovan Belcher's use of a legally owned gun to shoot his girlfriend, mother of his infant daughter, before killing himself. Telling viewers of his highest-rated primetime show that he was giving actual perspective, Mr. Costas recited the words of a Fox Sports columnist saying, if Jovan Belcher didn't possess a gun, he and Cassandra Perkins would be both be alive today. A spokesman for NBC Sports did not respond to a request for comment on whether network executives pre-approved his 90-second segment. The Coalition to Stop Gun Violence tried Monday to drum up a national campaign to tell NBC how much it appreciated the liberal sportcaster's moral courage on a national stage, with millions watching. The anti-gun group and the Peacock Network already have a cozy relationship. Since November, NBC has been airing nationally a documentary called Trigger, The Ripple Effect on Gun Violence, which features interviews with several of the anti-Second Amendment group's employees. The gun-grabbing coalition calls the project a personal film and has set up another campaign to pressure local affiliates into airing the show during primetime. The timing of the anti-gun efforts is not a coincidence. I find it interesting that so many anti-gun spokesmen and women are speaking up almost simultaneously in the days since Obama's re-election, National Rifle Association President David King told the Washington Times. Costas is, of course, just one of many, and the case on which he based his argument was a reach. The problem was of a domestic abuse, not illegal guns. He said Mr. Costas' argument that gun ownership caused the tragedy was absurd. The man could have killed his wife in a dozen of ways and taken his own life in as many ways. To blame the incident on firearms is a twist to the facts to fit the current assault on Second Amendment rights. The efforts of NBC and Mr. Costas to reduce handgun ownership will backfire as Americans are arming themselves at record levels, driven by Black Friday sales, gun purchases, reached an all-time high in November, according to an analysis of FBI background check records by the National Sports Shooting Foundation. Americans recognize this right is fundamental, and they're stocking up just in case the administration decides to take it away. NBC should never have given a green light to Mr. Costa's baseless and fact-free personal agenda. Privately owned firearms are used to prevent crime every day from coast to coast. Gun owners ought to be more vigilant than ever now that the opposition has launched open season on their rights. Emily Miller is a senior editor for the opinion pages at the Washington Times. And a friend. And here's Frank, who was just so pissed off, he had to say something. This is Frank Reed, Cleveland, Ohio, reporting for the Urban Shooter Podcast. Dear NBC, as an American of African descent and life member of the National Rifle Association, I am highly offended by the remarks spewed from the mouth of Bob Costa. First of all, this is a tragic situation, and the people affected have not even been made to rest. He decides to use their deaths to advance his mealy-mouthed anti-pro-rights agenda. I find his statement to be the epitome of asininity. 
This type of arrogant, limousine, liberal, bottom-feeding rhetoric should not be tolerated. In the movie Terminator, before the machine was destroyed, Sarah Connor stated something to the effect, you are terminated. In conclusion, NBC should terminate Bob Costa. In freedom, Frank M. Reed. Hey, Frank. Thanks, man. Really appreciate that. And Frank also left a note to say that he is not a token. Next up, Barbara. Hey, Barb. Hey, Urban Shooter. In light of Bob Costas' gun control rant last weekend during the Chiefs and Panthers game, you know, the one where he questioned if Jovan Belcher hadn't owned a gun, if Jovan and his girlfriend wouldn't be dead. Well, I'd like to tell you about what happened to me last week. It started with a dirty little car, and this little car needed a power wash, the kind where the owner must wield a brush and a water gun. And that required about 25 quarters. I pulled into the bay. I was the only one at the car wash at that time, and it is located down the street from an elementary school and across from a ballpark in a nice neighborhood in my Midwestern town of about 20,000. When I stepped out of the car, I had a thought, a feeling, and I reached back in and I grabbed my Galco fanny pack with my Smith & Wesson 642 in it. After all, I've talked to her before about taking your gun into the shower with you and locking the bathroom door, and I figured... You know, I need to attach it to my waist. No sooner had I fed the quarters into the machine and begun to rinse my car, did another car pull up next to my bay, except the driver didn't pull his car into the bay. He stopped, and he stepped out, and he started walking toward me. A middle-aged, overweight, about six foot four, unshaven white man had no intention of washing his car. No, he saw me in the bay alone, and that's when it got interesting. He held up a huge plastic card, and from about 15 feet away, I could read the word life on it. I asked, what do you want? He said, and he started to approach me, have you ever seen this before? Do you know what this is? And he kept walking toward me. At that point, I shifted the power washer to my left hand, and I put my right hand on the pull tab for my fanny pack. He took another step, and I said loudly, leave me alone. He stopped, and he looked at where my right hand went, to the pack. I know he saw that, and he said, Oh, okay. And he wandered over to where another car had just pulled in to use the vacuum cleaner. And he stood there near that area for a while. I think the other driver was on the phone and oblivious to him. And then he just sauntered back to his car. The bay was open at both ends. I moved to the front of my car, and I put the car between us. I also stood at the ready until he left the area. I contemplated leaving and not finishing the job, but I hate to leave a job unfinished. So I kept my guard up and I finished washing my car. Now, of course, a lot of my friends with strange senses of humor upon hearing this story have made comments about the wash and wax functions of the power washy thingy. But, you know, I think, and it's not funny based on that guy's reaction, that he thoroughly intended to harm me. I think that when he saw me put my hand to my fanny pack, He knew what was in there, not just lip gloss and a credit card, and certainly not a big plastic card that reads life. So have I just joined the ranks of people who averted being the victim of a crime because I carry a gun? Probably so. So please, if you would, tell your friends that car washes can be slippery and dangerous, and you always have your back turned to someone. And add it to your list and strap on your gun when you're in one. And back to Bob Costas whom I believe is a hoplophobe and must truly be afraid of guns. 
I think we need to look at the reasons people fear guns instead of tailoring our lifestyles to their fears. In fact, Costas is so wrong to quote Jason Whitlock, the Fox Sports columnist who wrote, Handguns do not enhance our safety. They exacerbate our flaws, tempt us to escalate arguments, and bait us into embracing confrontation rather than avoiding it. Mr. Whitlock and Mr. Costas, I did not escalate an argument, embrace confrontation, or exacerbate any flaws other than the flaws of that one guy who had no business getting between my car and me and who seemed interested in stopping me from my task at hand and quite possibly hurting me. I take grave offense at hoplophobes such as you two who want to take away the greatest equalizer a woman will ever have when approached by a guy twice her size. If you want to learn about which guns and accessories women use and prefer, check out womensoutdoornews.com. And thanks, Ken. Thank you, Barbara, and thank you, Frank. This is William Shatner, and a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hi, this is George Takei from Star Trek, wishing all beings on all planets a Merry Christmas and a Warp Speed New Year. Hi, this is Jonathan Frakes from Star Trek The Next Generation, wishing the entire universe a happy holiday season. And if I'm going to tell you one thing, I'm going to tell you this. Have a safe and happy New Year and Christmas, but don't drink and drive. Do one or the other. Traveling with firearms, I know it's like holiday season and maybe there's a class you want to take or maybe there's a hunting trip you want to go from North Carolina to South Carolina and you're somewhere on the East Coast, be real careful. Every state is different. It kind of goes in severity from North to South. New York being extreme, New Jersey just as bad uh, or worse. And it keeps, it trickles down till you get down to Virginia. Then you're like home free. Virginia's like the best on the East Coast. I'm saying that I don't even live in Virginia, but that's just how it is. The bottom, the baseline of it is that your firearm can pose no danger to a law enforcement officer, meaning the firearms and the ammunition are stored separately. Your gun is unloaded and not in a, in a place that you could grab it and make access to it and harm an officer that stops you. That's the baseline. After that, it changes from no guns in New York City, no guns um, unless you have a valid identification card in New York or New Jersey. And even in Pennsylvania, make sure you have a hunting license, a valid one, um, permit to carry. There's like rules. If you want to check out handgunlaw.us, that has some good stuff in it. Once you get to Maryland, as long as your stuff is stored out of your easy access, locked, like I said before, you're pretty good. Now, what's really funky is in North Carolina, for example, they don't actually have a law to tell you how you can transport a weapon. So it's kind of nuts. It's like if you keep it open, then you're okay. But to have a loaded firearm or a firearm within plain view after you get pulled over, you still might get pulled up by your ears and have a gun pointed at your head. Not cool. It just depends. Again, check out handgunlaw.us if you get a chance. It's just weird. I'm telling you. And just amplify it if you have... Um, pro-gun bumper stickers on the back of your car. In some places, that's probable cause to pull you out. Yeah, 
You'll just be negatively received just by being a Second Amendment advocate. By everybody who's not a hardcore gun activist. And you actually, you run the risk of getting shot by unknowledgeable law enforcement officer or security guard who wants to get one of them tackleberry type guys. You run the risk of confrontation. Which brings it to a whole bunch of things like sometimes you can be legally right, but publicly you're, you're like mud. African-Americans, for example, can look upon you with disdain for being a right-to-carry activist. They'll, they'll consider you a country bumpkin, unsophisticated, not a Democrat, a sellout, a criminal, a drug dealer, if you're not law enforcement. Just saying. So if you get a black cop, you could catch hell, brothers, if, you, if you're heading the wrong way and not really sure of your rights. And even if you do, you might have to educate the guy and not scare him. Just keeping it real. Next week, I'm going to try to get um, some tips from a guy who travels through the airlines with his firearms by the name of Todd Jarrett. But when in doubt, do some investigation. I am not a lawyer, never played one in the movies. Um, I don't know all the rules. I just know you at your own risk when you transport a firearm. You have no idea what's in the mindset of the LEO officer that will pull you over. Or maybe you won't get pulled over. That's the other part of it. Just because you're transporting firearms don't mean everybody has to know. You're going to have to drive the speed limit. You're going to have to not look like a gangbanger, not look like you're uh, Hell's Angels, not look like you're a skinhead. If you fit the part, look like a regular law-abiding citizen, then there's a good chance you won't even get pulled over. Lord help you if you do in New Jersey or New York or one of the states that has all the crazy stuff. But until we fix it, until we change the laws, you just got to live with it. So I didn't, I didn't help you at all. I'm just telling you to be real cautious with what you do and to check out handgunlaw.us and a couple of other sites. If you're in New Jersey, make sure you give a shout out to Anthony Gun for Hire Calandro, who runs Gun for Hire training, who is abreast and all that stuff. For the New Jerseyites I'm talking about. All right, cool. A very lonely woman buys a parrot from a pet store, complete with cage. Before purchasing it, she gets a guarantee that the parrot will talk, and then she takes the parrot home. In a week and a half, she returns to the store very disappointed. The parrot doesn't talk. Did you buy a mirror? No. Every parrot needs a mirror. So she buys a mirror and stalls it in the parrot's cage. Another week and a half goes by and she returns. The parrot still doesn't talk. Did you buy a ladder? No. Every parrot needs a ladder. She buys a ladder and stalls it in the cage. Another week and a half passes and she returns. The parrot still doesn't talk. Did you buy a swing? No. 
every parrot needs a swing. So she buys a swing and installs it in the cage. A week and a half later, she returns and she is pissed off. The store owner asks, did the parrot talk? No, he died. Oh, that's terrible. Did he say anything before he died? Yeah. What? He gasped. Ah, don't they have any food down at the store? Uh. Hey, the early part of this year, I incorporated a nonprofit called the Blanchard Chapel and Outreach Center. Um, I had been talking about it for a year now. Actually, a year ago, I went out to this place. Um, it's about five miles from my house. It's a 5.4 acre property that was developed to be a church property, but the church went under. And I think it's been vacant for a few years now. And I walked around the property. It's Some of it's paved already. It's all ready to go. And I want to build a chapel there and an outreach center. I wanted to do everything that I do better um, there. I want to actually have a live place that when you come to the nation's capital, you can ride out to this little spot and we can just have a good time. I want to teach firearms classes there. I want to hold um, weddings there, have receptions, have parties there, have um, motorcycle groups come out there. I mean, just everything that I can't do in my current church. And I need a little seed money to help me going. I thought by now I wouldn't have to beg, and I really didn't want to. But a friend of mine came and said, man, just ask. So here I am. In the next couple of days, as soon as I get it going, you'll see um, a little link somewhere on my sites, in my emails. And, and I got the big out. I got the hand out, I got the cup shaking, and it's all going to that. You can actually, it's a 501c3. You can actually register it. I got the EIN number and all that is done. Um, if you want to help me get started, I'm trying to raise five grand. Um, the property costs 250000 Um, It's dropped, no, 289000 I'm sorry, 289000 But I'm going to try just a little bit at a time. 5,000 here, 5,000 there, so I can get the probably what need 10%, 25,000 to make a down payment. Then I can we can make something happen from there. But just to get me started, the 5,000 that's my goal. It's going to be small. You might have noticed the unnamed church podcast that's under that. I'm working it, um, it's, it's working out well. What's happening at the church? Believe it or not, the church is doing well spiritually. Um, there's some serious corruption. I think somebody's stealing money, actually. Um, there's some whole, a whole bunch of issues that I can't fix, even as pastor, that they got it kind of like set in stone. So I'm just going to do what the Lord tells me to do, which is not leave right now. And in the meantime, I'm going to build this thing up here on the side because I'm starting to get kind of my stuff in order. If you check out Blanchard Media Group podcast, no, podcast, Blanchard Media Group Dot com website that kind of shows how I'm working things together. Freedoms Network is doing great. It's um, it's a nice, it's still a quiet site. It's not Facebook, but it's safe. It's a safe place where um, podcasters and bloggers and their fans can go and interact, and you can share stuff. You can have good conversations. It's a forum. It's a, it's everything Facebook is without the uh, the ads and the, the crazy stuff. Got some good stuff going on. Could just use your help. I um, have not had good success 
uh, with some of the advertisers that I thought I was going to do. I wouldn't need anybody's help. I'm just going to do this thing commercially. Got my feelings hurt in 2012, but it's okay. I figured if I could just get a couple of bucks from all my friends, I'd be a little bit further than I was yesterday. And that's all I'm asking. Nothing big. So look for the link. Um, I would even take it if you could send a check. That way you could write that thing off. Don't have to do PayPal at all. You can make it out to the Blanchard Chapel and send it to P.O. Box 2, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 20773. See, just like that. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. That means it's time to go. What? So soon? Yeah. But hopefully I left you in a little bit better mood than you were before you started. That's my goal. Special thanks to CrossbreedHolsters.com for supporting this podcast. For Nova Armament, my favorite gun shop in Herndon, Virginia. Check them out on the web at NovaArmament.com as well as CrossbreedHolsters.com. And if you find it in your heart to give a couple of bucks or more to Blanchard Chapel, thank you. Until next week, remember this. Watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. This is your friend and your brother from another mother, Ken Blanchard, wishing you season's greetings, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Festivus, summer, winter solstice, whatever is happening in your part of the world. Shalom, baby. Someday at Christmas, men won't be boys Playing with bombs like kids play with toys One warm December, our hearts will see A world where men are free Someday at Christmas, there'll be no wars When we have learned what Christmas is for we have found what life's really worth There'll be peace on earth Someday all our dreams will come to be Someday in a world where men are free Maybe not in time for you and me But someday at Christmas time Someday at Christmas we'll see a land With no hungry children, no empty hand One happy morning people will share Our world where people care Someday at Christmas there'll be no tears All men are equal and no men have fears One shining moment, one prayer away From our world today Someday all our dreams will come to be Someday in a world where men are free Maybe not in time for you and me 
but someday at Christmas time. Someday at Christmas, man will not fail. Hate will be gone and love will prevail. Someday a new world that we can start with hope in every heart. Someday all our dreams will come to be. Someday in a world where men are free. Maybe not in time for you and me. But someday at Christmas time, someday at Christmas time. Merry Christmas. This concludes another weekly edition of the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thanks for listening. Feel free to leave Ken a review on iTunes about the show. Join the forum on blackmanwithagun.info or comment on the show notes on kenblanchard.com.